Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. <laughs> I about plots. <laughs> I'm ready to do a Zeppelin episode if you are. Welcome back to the... Damn it. <laughs> you knew I was going to do that. <laughs> you know, I was only 90% sure. <laughs> I think I've drank so much today that I was about five seconds off of reality. <laughs> So, it's been two years. Yeah, I was about to do some weird sort of shitty-ass song, and I'm not even going to do the... I'm just going to say, it's been two years since we talked about Zeppelin. Has it really? Yeah, because we talked about Zep 4. Yeah. Two years ago, because that was its 50th. Is this when it... Yeah, okay. And now it's time for Houses of the Holy. Which yeah. is now 50th anniversary here, because they actually took... A little bit of time in there that we'll get into. And I, I did listen to the Zep 4 albums, which Plant yeah. likes to call symbols, four symbols. Yeah. If you don't remember that, you should go back and listen to our episodes, you motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm cussing a lot because I drank a lot today. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, the, the overlap is going to be a little, but not minimal. Wait, wait, wait. No. It's going to be a little... <laughs> Wait, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the overlap will be minimal, but there. <laughs> okay. What I, was, what I was thinking in my head was, I listened to the Four Symbols episodes, and, and we talked about doing the Stairway to Heaven, Randy California court case, and, and we never got to it, but it will come up. Okay. But but not but not necessarily right now because now we're doing something else. Yeah, <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> yeah, we did four symbols, so now it's time for houses of the holy. Okay. <coughs> Damn it! <laughs> and that's yeah. why Robert didn't do uh, black death metal vocals. <laughs> yeah. So, are you having a drink tonight, my good man? I am. I am. Would you like to know what it is? I would love to know what it is. <laughs> I'm having from Comstock, Michigan, a Bell's Cherry Stout. Oh, fucking hell. Bell's Cherry Stout is so damn good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've not had one of those forever. It's like a sour cherry stout, right? Yes. Yeah, it's not real sour, but there's enough. Y- yes, this beer is fantastic. It- hops that line between sour and roasty and cherry and stout and like it doesn't yeah it's about the perfect combination mm-hmm. shit i may have had one of those since we hung out in bloomington with your uh friend jamie um that, that like literally what 15 years ago <laughs> shit yeah i think so yeah but, uh, but I, that's the last time I can remember it. And I, I don't know if we shared one or if I just had one down there. But, oh, geez. Oh, f- sweet Loki. It's they, great. I, I think the only – I don't think I had one then. I think I, – because I, I remember having them because I found them. And then I didn't find them again for a while. But I recently I, I found some and I got a couple of bottles. And I, I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to drink tonight. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got that Bell Sherry Stout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that was oh okay, remember you the three of us 
went uh-huh. to Irish Lion. Yeah. I, I forget what we had there, but I know at the, the hotel when we're hanging out, we shared a uh, Sam Adams triple block. Yes. Which was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of sad because also when I was down there, one of my former classmates in grad school in Bloomington, a very, very hot, wonderful Indian young woman wanted to hook up. And I said, no, because I was trying to be faithful to my first wife and I should have banged her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no comment. You know, it's cool. Try to be cool and try to be faithful. Like you should do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I just, there, I would, there was something I was going to say about your first wife and I'm not going to, (laughs) you know, she's happier. I'm happier. I, oh yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, that wouldn't, that's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That could be its whole episode that could have gone into my (laughs) spring is bullshit episode if I wouldn't have been. Which will come out right before or after this. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right, but you're enjoying your Bell's Cherry stuff. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, I am. I am so glad I bought that and have opened it. And, and uh, yes, I am enjoying. Good for you. I, I'm going to tell you anyway. Emma. <laughs> okay. I'm having Great Lakes out of Ohio. They're uh-huh. Conway's Irish Ale that comes out every spring just a bit before St. Patrick's Day and goes into St. Patrick's Day. And it's it's a nice Irish red. Cool. Little 6.3%, 25 IBU. I don't have that memorized. It's right here on the label. I'm not sure what mine is. I don't think it's huge, but seven. it's a seven. Oh, yeah. That's what she, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the perfect size, according to my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> a good, a good idea. Zeppelin. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, we're talking about Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houses of the Holy is their fifth album, and you know I have more notes on Houses of the Holy than I do any of the other albums, including even four. Huh. Interesting. Well, I mean. Part of it is it, it it is one of my favorite albums, and this I think is the top of their game. I uh, yes, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, somewhere between here and Physical Graffiti, and things happen in between that we'll get to when we get to Physical Graffiti. But yeah, right right now I I think Houses is is really their tops, and there are tons of notes. And as as Jody and I were texting, and we're like. Yeah, so just so you know, House of the Holy, I've got like notes that go three to four, or I could make a five to six episodes. He's like, remember when we started this episode, this podcast, and we said we should keep it at 30 minutes? <laughs> uh-huh. And, and I'm like, nah, that doesn't seem familiar to me at all. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do the shorter one, so... Typically, our Zeppelin episodes are anywhere like three or four, I think, are our, our, our lengths. Yeah. This one's going to be five or six. And that's okay. It is. And and I've got a few little bits and pieces in here about Jimmy's dalliances into the occult. But I've got plans for a larger episode on this, which will mm-hmm. even make it, if you wanted to put them together, six to seven episodes. Sounds good to me. That's what I like to hear. Never heard that since I was married, no. (laughs) (laughs) But my good gentlemen, are you ready to begin with Led Zeppelin, album five, 
Houses of the Holy. Sure. Oh my god, I'm starting to sound like an, an Irish nun. Ooh, Houses of the Holy. Sister Mary Elephant. <laughs> Jeez, I've not heard that forever. <laughs> uh, I, 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 uh, for the listeners who don't know, that comes from a Cheech and Chong album. Oh, I was born in East L.A. <laughs> So then, then this is why we don't have short episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kept my tangent short. You, you did. Actually, that was quite impressive. Yeah. Moving on before I drink all of Conway's Irish ale. Uh, yes. House is the holy. We've got multiple parts, or at least I do. Uh, Jody's going to jump in like always. Uh-huh. I'm going to start with the timeline. Okay. We're going to start with 1972. And this uh-huh. is why it sort of begins with the four symbols era into the House of the Holy because it kind of overlaps a wee little bit. But in 1972, Jimmy moved from paying his Pangborn boathouse to Plumpton Place in rural Sussex due uh-huh. to the Thames flooding. Oh, yes, because the, the Thames is a river and rivers do that. They, they, they <laughs> tend to do that when there's enough rain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, one of the, and remember, I've read, I don't know, I've got eight, maybe, biographies, and one of them mentioned that as soon as he moved out, his Pangborn boathouse, like, collapsed, and which means probably not, but, you know, still, it, it is decided that he moved to Plumpton Place because of the Tim's issues, and it was at this time he was approached by Kenneth Anger about a film called Lucifer Rising, We'll get into more in the episode I mentioned on the occult. Uh, but the reason Kenneth got a hold of Jimmy is because Jimmy outbid anger for Crowley's The Scented Garden. Oh, okay. I actually yeah. didn't know that. I just, it's been a while since I've heard it. So, but yeah. <laughs> Memory was a little fuzzy. Been a long time since Jody read this. Yeah. <laughs> But they, I, I will go on and mention that there was no album in 1972, which matches up with our whatever Gomerism we're talking about earlier. Uh-huh. But according to at least one of the biographies, even though there was no album in 1972, Led Zeppelin still accounted for 18% of Atlantic's sales. Uh-huh. Which is not a big shock. And in 1972... Rehearsals for the next album started in January at London's Olympic Studio. But in February, they did tour. They had dates in Singapore, but they were not allowed in. And Robert mentions they're trying to get into Bangkok, but they were not allowed to go into the country, even though they were the year before, because the rules had changed and their long hair was a no-go. Oh, yeah. So instead... They went straight to Australia and New Zealand, where hobbits live. Yes. Oh, wait. Okay, the hobbits are my notes. I, I don't. I don't know if they live there or not. <laughs> and while in Australia, sure they do. Oh, absolutely. In Australia, they would hang out with transsexuals from a cabaret called called cabaret club called Lay Girls. Okay. At which point, questions were asked of the four members' sexuality, although if you haven't figured out how much of a horn dog they want to hump every female they can, by this point from our episodes, you have not been listening. And even though that is awesome, 
My favorite part of the Australian shows is that the police banged on the doors after the first show because, you know, it's a rock band and they thought they were going to find drugs, but they found nothing. They'll find nothing and like it. <laughs> I want a hot dog. Sorry. Just watch Caddyshack. No, yeah, we're going to move on because otherwise this will take longer than we want. Yeah, yeah yes, it will. <laughs> but I will say Paige remarked how if they waited, would have waited a night or two they might have found something, but as of the first night, they had not quite yet made any drug connections. Note to police, be patient, go on the second night of the date. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then in March, on the way back from the February touring, Jimmy, Robert, and Richard Cole went to Bombay with the plans to record with local musicians. Yes, in Zeppelin IV, we did mention how they went to that same area and did things, but they went back again. Uh, at this point, I don't know how much I'll get into this. Probably not much. Uh, I know they had issues because Western music and Eastern music is a little different. Just a little. Not much. <laughs> but I will say I have the bootleg because they did record Friends and Four Sticks. And it's interesting. It's really cool. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have a copy of that because I got mine for me. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's hard to find. I tell you, damn. As I, one of my uh, neighbors, their son got a record player, and, and I don't listen to my vinyl much, so I gave him a lot of my vinyl. But I did keep uh, about a dozen things, including, of course, all my Zeppelin bootlegs. Oh yes, but that was March. Moving, moving on to April. So I hear things going on in the other room with my wife and the dog, and I don't know what they're doing. Uh... All, all I hear is. <laughs> anyway, in April of '72 was the birth of Carrick Pendragon Plant. Carrick comes from Caractacus, a Celtic or Welsh general who fought the Romans. And I just wanted to point out that while Maureen was about to pop, Robert was gallivanting around the world trying to play music with people in Bombay instead of going home. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they they are not married at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in May, recording began with Eddie Kramer at Mick Jagger's Stargrove's house with the Stones Mobile Studio. Oh, yeah. I do have a note here where I talk about episode four, you know, the arc that we did. And uh -huh. they did use the Rolling Stones mobile studio, but not Mick Jagger's mansion, Stargrove's, because Jimmy was cheap. But they are using it this time. Ah, cool. Want to take a guess what the weekly pounds per week was here at Stargrove's, or you want me to just tell you? Uh, go ahead and tell me, because I, it's, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you want to guess something? No. <laughs> <laughs> 1,000 pounds a week. 1,000 pounds a week, okay. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot back in 72, and I did not look up how much it was now, but I would probably say about 12,000 pounds a week. I also have a note here because I was curious. I looked up Stargroves. I never knew really what it was. I, I read all these books. I'm like, oh, Stargroves, cool. No idea. Yeah. It's, it's just a bit outside London, and it is in between London and Stonehenge, and only a 50, 40 to 50-minute 50 car ride from Stargroves to Stonehenge. Oh, wow. Here's a sad part. In, in, in 1972, on May 3rd, Stone the Crow's guitarist, Les 
Les Harvey was electrocuted on stage and died. Yep, heard about that. Yeah, we've talked about Stone the Crows once or twice. Uh, Maggie Bell was um, Les Harvey's in the band and, and girlfriend and a significant other, whatever you want to call her. But one of the biggest things about this was it was Grants. Uh, he he also managed Stone the Crows. Yeah, had they started Swan Song Records yet? Nope, not yet. That will be in between okay. houses and physical graffiti. Okay, then never mind. I won't. <laughs> well, it's too late to never mind. <laughs> but no. But what I, what I was thinking was not relevant. Okay. Well, then we'll move on. But since you brought it up, after houses, their contract with Atlantic will go like be finished so they redo their contract which includes them doing their swan song album record producing label labels (laughs) that thing yeah yeah but then they went out for more touring of the zoso or four symbols album in august of 1972 which overlapped with the rolling stones's exile on main street tour yeah in, in north america and it was here that they hired BP Fallon, called Beep for BP, as a press agent. Yeah. He was currently working with Silverhead, which included Plant's friend Robbie Blunt and vocalist Michael DeBars, who would marry Miss Pamela, that we mentioned in our Malort Cocktail Biography Rock Book episodes. Yes. So I just took a little quick drink for that. Ah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Yeah. And uh, do want to mention Beep was at the time also working for T Rex that we have mentioned several times. Yes. And I do want to be fair here. We talked about how Zeppelin hated the press and all the different things and didn't like, you know, media and everything. But to be fair, the way Zepp treated their own publicists and everything, it's not a shock that they weren't covered very well. For example, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bonzo ripped their London publicists. Uh, his name was Bill Harry. He ripped Bill Harry's pants and shirt and threw food at him. Well, either at or just happened to be there, depending on which biography you read, which which led to BP. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, a certain book that we've already mentioned and we'll mention again here sometime soon in this arc. Okay. They, they, they weren't exactly the classiest of gentlemen when it came to the media. Right. While they were touring, they would record, at example, Electric Lady Studios, Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix's studio, who we will talk more about when we do our Hard Rock Heavy Metal podcast episodes at our every, you know, hundredth episode. Uh-huh. Or maybe we'll do a whole episode. Who the hell knows? Not me. <laughs> nor me <laughs> uh, but they at this time were staying at the Continental Hyatt House also known as the Continental Riot House Riot uh, House yes I love yeah, that which we did mention in the Monty Python episode that we recently recorded because that's also where Monty Python stayed between series 3 and 4 for their final air quote farewell tour in canada page even mentions hanging out with the members of monty python at the hyatt house which may explain their investment in the holy grail that we'll get to in the next round of monty python episodes 
Yeah. To move on, they they did hang out at the Rainbow a lot, a bar on Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. Among others that we'll get to soon because of groupies, but I mentioned the Rainbow specifically because when I went out to go visit our friend Carl from high school many, many years ago, I actually went into the Rainbow. I'm sure I've mentioned this at least three times in the podcast, but fuck it. Yep. Went in. Uh, there's nobody around. I don't know why the front door was unlocked, but I just went on in. There's no bartender. There were no staff, no servers, no bouncers, nothing. So I just kind of walked around and I, I found a little spot that I swear looked like the little alcove Zeppelin would hang out in because I found an alcove and I sat down. And I'm like, ooh, this must be Zeppelin's spot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on to October. Uh-huh. Still 1972. Yes. They went to Tokyo. Tokyo. Where they tried you know to who else goes to Tokyo? Who? Godzilla. Godzilla? Godzilla. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> never for us. <laughs> yeah, no. Or for Bob Cavoyan. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in, in Tokyo... <laughs> They did play at Budokan, where they played live. Haha, <laughs> get it? Live at Budokan? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to be funny, but that was a cheap trick. Boo! Boo! <laughs> yes! Yes, boo! <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and I, I have more notes on, on that sort of thing here soon when it comes to Japan, but I'm going to get to... Like, I'm going to kind of keep going through the, the timeline before I get to the details. Okay. I will say after they did Tokyo, they did, did a couple shows at Montreux. Ah. Which in late 1972, my note says, I wonder if all the smoke in the water had cleared this being a yeah. year later than Deep Purple's incident. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I do tell a lie. Here's my note. The general agreement was, because later I'm going to talk about how they behaved and acted on this tour, which is really horrible. The general agreement within the band was that they behaved the worst in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I should have some notes coming up in the next episode, but I'm going to, I'm going to move on. Okay. Then after that, at the end of 1972, they did a small UK tour starting in Newcastle on November 30th. And this tour included Glasgow and Cardiff. And the last show of the year was December 23rd in London. Oh, all right. Interesting thing about uh, Glasgow and Cardiff. Glasgow mm-hmm. is Scotland, and Cardiff is in yes. Wales, where a spinoff of Doctor Who was made. And we all know that one's <laughs> Scottish Doctor Who for the 10th Doctors, David Tennant, who voiced Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even have that in my notes. I just, I, I, I threw that in there. Yes, you did. Yeah, but then 1973, they started back up, took a little break in there for, you know, the holidays. But 1973, yeah. took a little trip down the mighty river to the mighty Sheffield. Wait, oh, sorry. <clears throat> they started back up January 2nd and Sheffield mm-hmm. and went to Preston on January 20th in that meantime. Okay. And, of course, they took February 73 off. And then started in March through April in Europe, mm-hmm. which one of the best stories I've been 
reading was the Lyons France show in March 26th. There, there are no sheep. This is not a sheep airplane like Monty Python said. But here, a kid was dropping bottles onto the stage from a balcony above and was mm-hmm. thwacked quite heartily by a gentleman named Benoit Gutier, who was Benoit Gutier. Gutier. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it. G-A-U-T-I-E-R, so I'm assuming Gutier. Gutier. I don't know. But anyway, uh, Benoit was asked to handle the security for the entire range of French shows, and depending on the biography you re- read, you get the idea that he really wasn't anybody special until he thwacked the kid. And then he's a security guy, but he actually was a record company executive. Just happened to do a really good job of having the security guys thwack some kid who's throwing bottles to the band and and good for him. Yeah. Just like when Jody and I and and Jody's friend, Jamie, it was watching where saw Iron Maiden in concert and some douche with the laser pointer was pointing him at the thing. Dude, two rows behind us jumped up and almost beat that dude to fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Handling security. Uh, Benoit is the one who gave Bonzo the nickname The Beast. And French was La Bate. Benoit mentioned that Bonzo offered him, well, he offered him heroin. He offered it as cocaine. But <laughs> but, but it was heroin. And when, when uh, Benoit went to snort it, he realized what it was before he did it. And he like looked at Bonzo like, what the hell? And Bonzo started laughing because he's like, ha ha. And Benoit's like, that would have killed me, fucker. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But it would have been funny. <laughs> <laughs> like Obi-Wan says, from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Benoit went on to talk about Madame Claude, a rather famous madam in France at the time that the band may or may not may have used. They did. <laughs> I was saying my, my money would be on they did. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've done some episodes on famous madams, and I looked at Madame Claude. I don't know if we'll do an episode because I don't think there's enough factual stuff without reading like one specific biography. When and in that case, I feel like I'm ripping off a biography. No, but the, but there is also besides that a movie about her. Um, hmm. huh, looks interesting, but but I, yeah, odds of me doing it are. Slim, and I'm assuming for Jody, almost zero. But if you look at Madame Claude, France, uh, yeah, you can find some information out there. Now, but to finish Benoit, he mentioned out of the four guys, he said two were music industry guys, meaning mm-hmm. Page and Jones. Yeah. But that Robert and Bonzo were the fairy tale guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they did. We talked about it. Uh, Jimmy and John Paul Jones came in. They're already part of the system, and to them, it was awesome, but it it wasn't a shock. But yeah, for Plant and Bonzo, completely different things. But to move on, at one of the France shoes, Danny Goldberg, or Danny Goldilocks Goldberg, Mm -hmm. came in to catch one of their shows, and he would soon become their new press agent being their ninth tour publicist from one account yeah i do remember that they they did tend to go through quite a bit of them yeah a little bit although i think danny goldberg did manage to stick around a bit longer yeah and we'll get more into the very deep details of their album but at this point in march 1973 the album was released 
because there was a slight delay due to the, well, the, the purple naked children because they couldn't get the dyes right to show the naked kids on the album cover. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that we'll, we'll get into when we get to the album. Yeah. Okay. It finally was released in March. And at this time, going into May, they do a U.S. tour. Yeah, okay. And you know, when I said we'd have five to six episodes, I think maybe we should stop here. Probably. And we'll do U.S. dates later, which is a page sooner than I was going to in my notes, which means six to seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You know what? This is Zeppelin House of the Holy. This is their peak. Yes. We should spend time and get into it. Yes. Just like Jimmy got into Lori Lightning. Uh-huh. Which you'll find out in one or two or three episodes from now. It depends on what we get through. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for a good stopping point, my good sir? Sounds good to me. Awesome. In that case, when we come back to this Houses of the Holy Led Zeppelin arc, we'll get into the U.S. curing, including their starship airplane. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we get to. I'm not going to give any more spoilers. You'll just have to that to listen. Okay. Do you have anything, my good sir? No. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. I want to go read The Hobbit to my woman. <laughs> <laughs> She's enjoying it, so. Before I sing some Elvis, it's coming up in some of my notes with Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, I, I know that story. <laughs> you have nothing to add? I think we should let people go. Go listen to yeah. House of the Holy or... I don't know. What, whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Rate us, review us, share us. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. I was trying to do the dwarf voices and I tried to do Gollum's voice and I'm just like, no. <laughs> Every time I try to do those voices, I wind up coughing and hacking. And yeah. <laughs> and, and for all you know, I'm lying about the seven. <laughs> I saw things in the woods. They weren't there, but I saw them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you want to keep this short. Yeah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Mmm, cherry stout. <laughs>